0: Now, even as a write-in president, Joe Biden won last night's Democratic primary in New Hampshire by a giant margin. And he is back on the campaign trail today in a sense, but he's actually staying a little bit closer to home. This time he's set to speak at a United Auto Workers conference in Washington, and sources tell CNN the union is expected to endorse him. Biden went to join UAW picket lines in Michigan back in September in a historic show of solidarity from a sitting president. Arlette Sines joins us now at the White House. Arlette, I feel like uh, Biden has been pursuing this support, formal support, for some time. Can you talk about sort of the significance, significance of this moment?
1: Well, I'll, I, this expectation that the UAW will endorse President Biden today could actually uh, add another element for him to campaign on as he is trying to... Uh, woo working-class voters back to his campaign come November. It comes as the president has already made clear that he believes that the general election has started, as the saying, telling voters that the New Hampshire primary results last night showed that Trump will be the Republican nominee that he will face off against. And it comes as both Biden and Trump will be trying to make courting working-class blue-collar voters a focal point of their campaigns. Uh, That is something Biden has tried to stress over and over when he touts himself as the most uh, pro-union president. You've also seen uh, former President Donald Trump trying to win back some of those uh, working-class voters, particularly in the Midwest, uh, disaffected voters who feel that the Democratic Party has not done enough to help them. But this UAW endorsement uh, wasn't always a given. They had been uh, withholding this endorsement for quite some time, uh, expressing some concerns about the fact that Biden's uh, energy policies uh, were helping to transition uh, the THE TRANSITION TO uh, CLEAN ENERGY AND ELECTRIC VEHICLES. Uh, BUT YOU HAVE HEARD SEAN Fain, THE UAW PRESIDENT, SPEAK OUT QUITE FORCEFULLY SAYING THAT HE BELIEVES THAT A DONALD TRUMP PRESIDENCY WOULD BE A DISASTER. ULTIMATELY, BIDEN DID STAND SHOULDER-TO-SHOULDER WITH THE UAW AS THEY WERE IN THOSE CONTRACT NEGOTIATIONS WITH THE BIG THREE AUTO COMPANIES. BUT ONE REALLY BIG QUESTION GOING FORWARD IS HOW MUCH uh, THIS ENDORSEMENT WILL MATTER. IF YOU'RE GETTING uh, THE UNION LEADERS ALL ON BOARD uh, WITH BIDEN, is this something that will actually trickle down to the rank-and-file members uh, within the union? That is a play that Trump is trying to make towards those working-class, everyday union members. But if you take a look at a state like Michigan, and you look at the support from back in 2020, about 67% of union households backed Biden and 36% backed Trump. So that is something that Biden is hoping to replicate heading into 2024, but there are still really big questions uh, whether Trump might be successful in rewarding wooing those uh, working class voters, especially when you think of states in, in the blue wall, uh, such as uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania.
0: Our lens. thanks so much for this context. So the panel is back. And, you know, guys, I'm obsessed with this topic because while union membership itself is not up, union actions are. And if we think about the last year in the U.S., you had Starbucks workers, you had hotel workers in California, you had screenwriters, you had actors, right? You had writers. I think at one point the special effects guys were taking union action. So how the public views unions has shifted in a way, and Basil, I want to know if you could talk about um, what the what the White House or what Democrats see in the opportunity there.
2: Well, I would I would add another layer to that, which is that you have a lot of other unions organizing, as you talked about Starbucks and so on, in areas that had previously been uh, sort of looked down upon, like you know workers in nail salons, workers in car wash at uh, car washes, for example many of whom are immigrant workers. So there's this larger effort, uh, even as you see, in some cases, union membership declining, there's an attempt to expand the, the the reach of unions, if you will, across different types of jobs and industries. And that's where I do think that the Biden administration uh, really does have an advantage in being able to say that, look, his administration, Democrats broadly, they are the party that is trying to bring more people into the workforce. And if you pair that with the 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 great jobs numbers, there is this there is this there's this message and narrative that I do think the administration is starting to pivot towards, which is even if you don't give him credit for uh, for the economic numbers themselves, mm-hmm. let's talk about how you. Let's talk about how you actually make plans for your economic future. The tweak there is, let's talk about your economic aspirations. And I think that that's where, you know, the, the language coming from the White House, the economic numbers, and the partnership with the union, both membership and rank and file, really does, uh, really does gel.
0: And, Pete, ever since the Reagan Democrats kind of came into play for the Republican Party, there's been this sense that, um, that that Democrats have struggled maybe with this constituency, that maybe even the rank and file has a different perception than union leadership, especially in Detroit. Um, but at the same time, Trump went to talk to union workers and basically said, and you don't need the union. <laughs> so can you help square this? Like, what is the path um, for Republicans if they want to pick up any votes there?
3: Well, there's a distinct difference between the endorsement of the union and the support of union members. I know Arlette touched on that and it's been mentioned here, but we cannot underestimate or understate that reality. Joe Biden says he has been the most pro-union president, sure, for the union, for for the organization itself, not necessarily for union Members, And that's the argument that Donald Trump, that Republicans are going to make. Joe Biden supports neutrality agreements. He wants to muzzle employers from talking to their employees during unionization talks. And, And he is going to do everything he can to tilt things in favor of unions. Is that something that union members want? Not necessarily so that I think it's going to become uh, a major part of this campaign, particularly in a state like Michigan that's a battleground state.
0: Um, I also want to talk about the other constituency that they're pursuing, those people who are concerned about abortion rights. We've seen in Republican states, Kansas, Ohio, et cetera, where voters have actually turned out to say they don't want uh, any abortion bans in their state. So yesterday in Virginia, President Biden was set to give this major address um, on this issue. And in the midst of it, he gets interrupted by some hecklers on, on more than one topic. But I want to talk about one in particular, which was on the topic of of Israel and Gaza. So, just to give you a sense of how it played out, let's
2: take a look. Jill and I had a chance to sit down.
0: It
2: helps so many women care, and
0: four
2: four recognize the woman's constitutional right to choose, her right to make deeply personal. We're going to have this going to go on for a while. We've got a couple more of these, I think. (laughs) MAGA Republicans are trying to limit all women in America from getting a safe and effective medication. There's one other person who doesn't have a clue about the power of women in America.
0: So people there were yelling genocide, Joe, right, referring to um, the number, high number of deaths in Gaza, especially of Palestinians um, in this war between Israel and Hamas. Now he was there to address an issue that's supposed to appeal to especially young women, that that was the thought. But when you take a look at older voters, right, and what they think about Biden's handling of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, um, what do we see, right? Like, they approve. You move a little down the scale, right, to voters who are under the age of 30, and that number shifts majorly. So while the focus has been on college campuses, it does seem like there's a generational issue. And Sungmin, how is the White House thinking of this? Right.
4: It's I mean, I travel with the president frequently and I can't remember a time since basically a couple weeks after the war started in early October that there haven't been protesters along the motorcade or that his events haven't been interrupted by demonstrators. Yesterday's event certainly was the most disruptive. And now they they uh, this was actually something that the campaign also addressed this morning. And when he was when they were asked about the frequent interruptions that he got yesterday, likely the interruptions that the president will get in the future as it relates to the war in Gaza. And they say that the president, you know, is very sympathetic to their concerns, like throughout policy. He has tried to make it clear of the humanitarian concerns that he also shares in Gaza. And they also say that how he's been able to handle those protesters, you know, for example, yesterday being interrupted more than a dozen times, speaks to his experience, speaks to sort of his, his background in this kind of political arena that he's able to not get too riled up and not get too knocked off. But certainly, you have a broad message Mm -hmm. that they want to promote tomorrow or promoted yesterday on abortion and he and he was certain they were clearly they were clearly knocked off that because of the focus uh, from the base
0: elsewhere on this other issue pete i want to move to you because when we look at uh, who do these young people trust just to handle the israel hamas war um the former president doesn't do a lot better And this is despite his experience with the Abraham Accords right during his tenure, um, but despite him saying that there's no wars under his watch. But it's not like people look to him and see a solution.
3: Well, I think these young people are completely misguided in how they view this war uh, that's taking place right now. But it's something that Joe Biden and his team are going to have to grapple with. Young people right now are an integral part of their coalition. And if those young people don't show up to vote for him, it's going to hurt him.